And welcome to episode number three of 357. I'm back here with Kellen after a kind of exciting weekend of college basketball. There are uh, a few good games, definitely more of a light slate coming in, but definitely a couple of games that surprised us. One, one we'll get to in just a couple of minutes, actually. But uh, first, we're going to talk about the new AP Top 25 that just came out a few hours ago. Um, another, I, I don't know, what do you have to say about it, Kellen? But I, I think the polls, the poll people did a pretty good job again this week. Yeah, I don't think there was uh, that much to talk about compared to the last time. I think, uh, yeah, I think they did a pretty good job. There's not really much to be mad about. I think, um, yeah, Purdue getting all first place votes, Baylor second. Um, yeah, they don't really have much to um, kind of say. Yeah, not, not yeah. too much. Uh, the, only, the only disagreement I have – Overall, is I, I do think Colorado State deserves to be ranked at this point. They pretty easily beat St. Mary's uh, on Saturday, and they're still undefeated. They have a borderline superstar in David, really good player. And I think their their matchup against Bama, which I think is later this week, and be it's going to be a really good game, a, a lot better than most casual fans think it's going to be. Yeah, that game's in two two weeks from tomorrow. Is it two weeks? Okay. So yeah, a little, a little bit, but yeah, that'll be good. It's not going to be, even though Bama's at home, it's not going to be the pushover. Um, yeah, I, I think AP did a pretty good job again this week. So with that being said, we're going to move on to the main section of our show today, which is our game picks. We've decided we're going to go full on with uh, having this be the main part of the show for at least the next couple of weeks. And we're going to keep track. Make sure you're on Instagram and Twitter at TFS underscore pod. We're going to be keeping track of how we do throughout the year. Along with a uh, website, NCAAGameSim.com, that uh, simulates college basketball games too. So it's not just me and Kellen going at it. We also have a third third opponent. We're going to try to do six games on Monday, eight games on Thursday. Figure it evens out to to two games a day. So we pick six games, pick six of the, we think the closest over the next couple of days, and we're going to predict them. Starting off with the biggest one tonight, uh, the Big Ten matchup between Illinois and Iowa. Kellen, do you want to go first? Let us know who you had. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, like pretty much midway through, but um, going into this one, I have Iowa. I like Iowa. I'm just not, I know Illinois has been surprising me, especially because I, kind of um I, I you could say underestimated them especially against Notre Dame and I've been um especially with Kofi I've kind of been underestimating him too but I still like Iowa against Purdue I think they uh handled Purdue really well I thought it was going to be a um, bigger gap than it was I thought they played pretty well and especially limiting um Edie and Williams to less than 20 points combined with a smaller lineup from Iowa um I think I like Iowa in this one. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. If you think this last week, I probably still would have taken Illinois, especially coming off that win against Notre Dame. But Iowa really – Rutgers. Purdue. What was that? Uh, Illinois, they had their big win against Rutgers too is pretty good, but I still have to uh, go with yeah. Iowa. Yeah, no. And, well, yeah, Iowa really impressed me against Purdue, especially without Murray, their best – their yeah. – I would – I'd almost say their best player by far if it wasn't for Bohannon. 
He's definitely their best. He player. didn't even play as much. Like he played a. Like he didn't play as much as I thought. He wasn't in, like the whole time. Uh, Bohannon or Murray? Bohannon towards the end. Oh, really? I, yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't catch that one, so I didn't. I didn't see. Um, without Murray and the fact that they still, I mean, what Purdue only won by. I think it was like eight nine. Yeah, it was less than ten. Yeah, so hanging with them like that, I seven. against an Illinois team seven. You said, yeah. Yep. So keeping it to seven against a really good, a really good um, Purdue team. Purdue team is number one in the nation right now. I got Iowa, and the computer also went with Iowa by a score of eighty six eighty four. So computer agrees with both of us for the for the first pick here. Moving on to a game from the V Classic tomorrow. Uh, Tennessee and Texas Tech. Who do you got in that one? Um, Tennessee. Mm, I'm going Tennessee. I haven't Tennessee. seen too much of um, Texas Tech, so I um, I can't really say much yeah. about them. But um, just so from what I've seen from Tennessee, I'm going to have to go with them. I have to go with Tennessee. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Tennessee here. Um, they they've had trouble finding offense, even though they have they do have a star point guard in Kennedy Chandler. Um, but Texas Tech, it's been a they've had sort of an up and down, an up and down season. Uh, new new coach Mark Adams, it's always a little tough to adjust. Um, you know, in in the coach's first year, and I mean, yeah, just just looking at their schedule, they've they lost to Providence by four, which isn't a bad loss at all, but. Uh, it's definitely hard to judge them because all their other games have been by games. So this will be their first big test. And even though Tennessee struggled to find offense, I think they pull it off against them. Computer also agrees with both on this one. They have Tennessee by a score of 71 66. So pretty anticlimactic so far. We're both, we both, all of us agree on these first two yeah. games, but maybe this one will be a little bit different. Um, a, little, a nice mid-major matchup. I don't know how much. Well, if you watch the ESPN Invitational, so you might know a little bit about at least one of these teams, Belmont and Lewis at St. Louis. Uh, yeah, at St. Louis. And I'm actually going to go with the away team going Belmont. Um, one of the main reasons that I, Belmont played LSU, they got destroyed, and then they um, they beat Iona in the ESPN events, and they lost to Dayton in the championship. But one of the main reasons I'm not going to take St. Louis is because I did catch some of their game against Memphis earlier in the season where they lost okay. like about 20-ish to Memphis. And Memphis is like the – I know it was like Memphis. It's a – they still have like talent against St. Louis, a mid-major team who's just all right. But yeah. um, I'm going Belmont here. I know it's St. Louis's home, which is huge, but – um, not impressed in their game against Memphis. All right, so this I, I am going to agree on this one. I'm going to go St. Louis. I do really like Belmont. I think Belmont has picked it up that two point loss to Dayton. They've they've won four out of their last five. But yeah. St. Louis really underrated home environment. Their their fans get pretty loud, and even though they are coming off a five point loss to UAB, I think UAB is a really solid team. And the game before that, they beat Boise State in overtime, another really solid mid-major team. So I I think they're going to gain some momentum here after that five-point loss to UAB. They're going to come out motivated. 
they got a, a really St. Louis is a really good job scheduling non-conference, especially for a mid-major. Because as I'm looking here, they yeah, got Auburn. Yeah, See. they got at home. At home, they got Belmont, Boston College, Auburn, Drake at home before a template. That's I mean that's it's a really good job scheduling. Good not not only facing off against solid teams, but doing it all at home too. Um, but yeah, I think they're gonna be motivated. They got this home stretch going. Um, I think they can handle Mazinski. I think they're uh, they're big man. Uh, bring up his name here. Martin Linson should be able to lock up, I mean, not lock him up, but at least hold him to less than he normally gets. And I think St. Louis comes out with it. But uh, the computer did go with you on this one, and by a blowout, actually, the computer Belmont seventy-eight fifty-six. So got the computer on my side. Yep. All right, moving on to the big games on Wednesday. We got three of them starting off here with West Virginia, UConn. Um, I feel like I've picked, I don't know, Belmont might be the underdog since they're not home, but um, I'm going to go with the favorite again with UConn. Um, West Virginia just hasn't really, I don't know, hasn't played much hasn't really played anyone impressive so far. I've had a bunch of easy wins. They lost to Marquette earlier who got um, like just dominated by Wisconsin this weekend and um, just more of a UConn fan right now. They beat Auburn earlier in the season in overtime and they look pretty good against Michigan state. So I'm going to pick UConn here. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna switch it up again. You know, I, I the upsets here, and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take West Virginia, uh, just based based off the fact that I, it's hard to judge them right now. So we really don't know how good or bad they are. Just pretty much a lot of, I actually no, not a lot of buy games. I mean, they but just they've played bad power conference teams when played, uh, beat Pitt by 15, and they did lost they did lose to Marquette. They beat Clemson by no, and then just. Uh, a few other D1 wins, but I think being a home's help for them. Yeah, I mean, UConn, they are a really good team. They have a lot of offense. Usually have a lot of offense, though. We've, we've seen them struggle against competition, mainly that uh, VCU game, which I did watch a little bit of awful basketball towards the end, a bunch of turnovers, missed shots. Uh, so they're pretty inconsistent. They struggled a little bit with Maryland Eastern Shore uh, in their – was it their last game? No, two games ago. Yeah. Maryland Eastern kept it tough for at least at least a half. So UConn isn't super consistent. I think Virginia comes out with it. But again, computer does agree with you. And again, by a blowout, they have UConn ninety-seven sixty-six. They think oh, a lot of points put up in that one. Um, actually, well, I I just simulated it. So yeah, they have Nicole with thirty. RJ Cole with 30, so no go with 12. We'll see about that. I know RJ Cole's good, not that good. All right, moving on to the game I know you can talk the most about because Wisconsin, Indiana, Wednesday night. I actually want to hear your pick first before mine. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I went against you twice in a row. I don't know if I want to <laughs> do it again, but – 
I've been pretty impressed with this Wisconsin team, and they are at home, right? They're, yeah, they're they home. are home. <laughs> they are home. So I I think I I think I gotta go with the Badgers here. I don't know. I think the the X factor here is gonna be Johnny Davis. Exactly. I haven't There's watched a lot of players yet. in the Big Ten right now. Trey Jackson Davis and Johnny Davis. Yep. And I don't know. I don't know what Artem Indiana is going to be able to hold them. I think. I think they have a decent matchup in Tyler Wall on TJ to at least, you know, like I said, not lock him up completely, but hold him in check a little bit. This Wisconsin's hot. They beat Georgia Tech in a really good shooting. Michael DeVoe by four, and they beat Marquette by fifteen. And again, they're at home for this one. I think it's going to be. You know, Cole Center is always a tough place to play. I, I got Wisconsin on this one, but now I'm interested to hear what you're going to say. This is a hard one for me, too, because Wisconsin is um, coming off some big, two big wins. Indiana just beat uh, Nebraska, and they're going to Wisconsin just for their second home game. And um, like like you said, there's not really a good matchup for Indiana against Johnny Davis, but it just feels wrong to go to pick Wisconsin. So I like I just can't do it. So. I have to pick Indiana because then if I pick Wisconsin, then I feel like they're going to win and I don't want them to win. Uh, that's, and you're a fan of the team. That, that, that's a solid, that's solid reasoning. Yeah. So uh, the computer go with me this time, yeah. not you. They, they have Wisconsin winning a close one, 73, okay. 70. So, should be going, let's see, looking at the stats here, TJD 19, 10, Johnny Davis, 22, uh, race Thompson, interesting stat. Two points, ten rebounds. I don't know if that's his typical game, but that's that's what they had. Uh, moving on to the final game here, uh, another solid mid-major matchup. We got two uh, two teams that have made the NCAA tournament, made a pedicle scares, and you know against power conference teams in the NCAA tournament not long ago. It's uh, Western Kentucky and Buffalo. So, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to talk about it? Because I already know. Um... I'll let you go. I'll, I'll go first and let you um, go second because you have more to say about Buffalo. But um, yeah. Western Kentucky was a team that we uh, looked a lot. Um, we talked about a lot last year as like an underrated mid-major team. Yeah. I'm blanking on their center's name last year. What was his name? Charles Bassey. Yeah, Charles Bassey. He was really good. Um, he was super consistent every game, and uh, he, like, dominated in their conference. But um, I'm going to go Buffalo for this game. Uh, I think uh, Jonathan Williams, really good guy for Buffalo. I haven't watched too much Buffalo since the Michigan game, which was like the opener, I'm pretty sure. Yep. But um, I think it is in Western Kentucky. So, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm going Buffalo. I know you have more to say about them than I do. Yeah, this is one of those situations where I, I can't not pick Buffalo here. Uh, I, I I do a buff in this one. Bassy is a, a I didn't even realize I knew I knew he was uh, drafted, but he's on the Sixers right. Um, either G or back of the bench on their NBA team. I think he's in the G League right now. I think yeah. yeah. so I not, not not doing too bad. Uh, but I am going to take Buffalo right now. I, they Bassy was a huge loss for them. They stole some good guards, uh, Davion McKnight and uh, Luke Fulton. But when it comes down to it, that can that can do good for a team. They're playing Buffalo against Ronaldo Segu, but you still got to handle Jonathan Williams and Josh Mbala, two all players, uh, forward in the center that that can I think you're going to pick apart 
close to the MAC this year, with the exception of Ohio and maybe a couple other teams, Toledo, Kent State. Yeah. Um, but and Western Kentucky has like dropped some games to some um, weaker Power Five teams, like Minnesota and South Carolina. Also lost yeah. to Memphis. Um, but Buffalo is coming off a, a close loss to St. Bonaventure, which was um, at home. I don't know where that is, but at St. Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure, about an hour up for me. It's that's huh. all all there is in that town, just just Bonaventure. But they they have I don't know, I don't know if you saw the Charleston Classic. They have passionate fans, kind of oh, yeah. like that A10. They they will show up wherever wherever Bonaventure plays. Um, but yeah, I, I got Buffalo in the, this one. I think Williams and Mbala both have big games and they squeak it out away. Computer also agrees with both of us. They have Buffalo really close one, 76, 75. So that, that pick and that wraps it up for our picks for this episode. So we pretty, we all, all three of us counting the computer, we all agreed on half the games and, and Belmont, Belmont, St. Louis, UConn, West Virginia. Computer went with you. Indiana, Wisconsin, me. So we'll see how it how it sets up. Hopefully, the first of many of these that we do. And if you follow, like I said, follow our Instagram, follow our Twitter at tfs underscore pod. We're gonna be keeping track throughout the year of how we do. So all right, moving on to let's see, mine out of the way because you have you have all your all your emotions. Oh yeah. Handled from last week so i'm gonna get my mid-major monday player of the week out of the way and this is a guy that i really love very hidden draft prospect probably one of my top five definitely at least top 10 players to watch in the nation right now so we are going to go to riverside california california baptist university teron armstrong Ron Armstrong, he's a freshman, freshman for Cal Baptist. He only he's, he came out of Australia. He came out of Australia. He's a I don't know the exact height. I believe he's six five. Let me just double check here to make sure. He's a 6'5", 185 freshman from Australia. Only had two D one offers, Cal Baptist and Rutgers, and he went Baptist, and he is blowing up his first year. Um, already averaging, averaging currently 12 and a half points, 7.6 rebounds, eight assists. So close to a triple double. What was that? That was impressive. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm looking at this going off the article right here from heatbb.com that when, if you want to learn more about him, I'm just going to do a quick summary, but it goes in a lot more. Uh, I believe that. Yeah, if he holds those averages for the whole year, only be the he'd be the first freshman in NCAA history and only the fifth player ever to have those averages. Um, so that's that's really impressive. Uh, averages plays almost the whole game for Cal Baptist, and the difference between an efficiency when he's on and off the court is huge. Like I said, he's a big point guard, he, and he is probably one of the not not even gonna say probably he's definitely he's one of the best passers in the whole country i if there's a great small uh youtube channel called league him that goes to underrated draft prospects and highlight reels they have a nine minute one on his first as a kel baptist that if you're watching this i recommend you to watch because 
it is a less like not great competition, but the way he his vision and um just his I his passing IQ is just off the charts, especially for a freshman. And he has a he's really crafty too, which the NBA having having a dig is key in once you get to the league. So he's already got that set up for him. Uh, he did struggle a little bit in their one game against big competition. They played Texas, and in that game he had um, six points, seven rebounds, only one assist and seven turnovers. So a rough game there. But even then, uh, the box tell the whole story. He had a lot of good passes that his teammates just couldn't convert into assists. So he definitely had at least more than one assist. And they do have one more good game against top competition before they whack play, um, which is December 18th. So next Saturday at Arizona. And if you guys, if you're like looking for something to watch at six Eastern and then that Saturday, I think arm that could be his coming out game because he's a little bit of attention as a draft prospect and that game doing well in that game could really blow him up. So Ron Armstrong, six, five freshman, freshman point guard from Australia. Australia, big guard, really crafty, great passer, and I could see him. My comparison when I saw him is a slightly taller. He, he has a decent outside shot too. So my comparison was a little taller, Kyle Lowry. Just, just I don't, I don't know too, not super knowledgeable on the NBA, but that my that was my first comparison. So I think he could be a really, he could be a not. Of course, I'm not going to say a star, but he could definitely be a player in the league. That is my mid-major guy. All right, so moving on, I got that out of the way to talk about Teron Armstrong for a little bit, and now move on to the weekly Indiana report from Kellen. They've played what two games this week? Yep, two games so far. So let's go back one week. About so last Tuesday, Big Ten ACC Challenge. Indiana is going to Syracuse for first road game. Went to double overtime. They ended up losing Syracuse 112, Indiana 110. It was a great game, and it also sucked at the same time because it was super exciting to watch, and it was like it, it went into double overtime, so it was it lasted a long time. And, like, the whole, um, like, last 20, 30 minutes of the game, um, it was back and forth, back and forth, like, exciting. You didn't know who was going to win. And it was just so – sloppy there are so many stupid turnovers at the end it was like a poorly played game but it was fun to watch um huge game from trace jackson davis 31 points 16 rebounds he could have had a better game if they um if indiana like could penetrate the zone better into the the weak areas which was the back lines but uh, that didn't happen um parker stewart six for 12 from three huge game from him Race Thompson too, 17 and 12. Who Race Thompson's becoming a really underrated um, guy right now. He was kind of just a decent role player for Indiana last year who was developing. And he had a big game against Nebraska too, which I'll get to. But um, solid uh, performance from all of Indiana starters. Um, Xavier Johnson did foul out, so he didn't get to play as long. But um, solid performance from all of their starters. Um, not so much the bench, but... Syracuse, it was just the Bayheim show the whole overtime. Jimmy and Buddy 
couldn't miss. I, like they would put someone on him. He would drive to the right side, do a fadeaway, put up some shot, and it would go in. Carrier Dome would go nuts. And it was just, it just felt like the tournament all over again from last year. But I mean, credit to them. They're, they're good. Um, Gerard had some good moments and some like bad moments where he just chucked up a three at the end of the shot clock at the end of the game. But um, good performance from their starters too. But uh, that was a bigger win for Syracuse and it was um, a loss for Indiana. It was almost, I would consider it a good loss for Indiana because it helped them um, see kind of what they're doing wrong. And those were some like big mistakes that they're going to need to work on before conference play especially Wisconsin um, in two days. So, like, I'm not mad about it. It sucked, but um, good. I'd rather have them have this moment now than in a few weeks against in bigger games. But moving on to their next game, which was a few days ago at, um, at Indiana against Nebraska, pretty good win. They were trailing in the first half for a good amount, but they came out the second half and – Took the lead away. Big game from Race Thompson. Had a double double. Um, solid game from Tamar Bates too off the bench. Uh, pretty even performances from all the players. Um, Nebraska is a weaker team in the Big Ten, but um, you know, it was a good good way for them to start off conference play. So I'm excited to see how they play on the road again at Wisconsin, which is a going to be their biggest competition yet, especially a hot Wisconsin team against a good guard and Johnny Davis, which they haven't really seen yet. I guess, I don't know. I don't really consider Bayheim a guard. He's pretty tall, but he does handle the ball. But um, Yeah, he's, he's one of those big guards. I think they haven't yeah. Um, But, yeah, so those are your thoughts on the last two games. They got two games coming up before we'll get back to this, Wisconsin and Merrimack. Yeah, and after Wisconsin, they don't have – they have Merrimack, then Notre Dame, who hasn't looked great at all. And then they have two more um, Easter games against Northern Kentucky and UNC Asheville until they resume conference play. Yep. So we'll get back to that next week. Yep. All right. So, and so that will put some what, seven and one? Uh, yeah, they're seven and one right now, uh, like tied for second in the Big Ten. Seven and one. So not ranked. This week, you think they should have been ranked this week? No, no, no. But they're they're getting votes. One of the top vote getters. But no, there's I can't see them over any other team. And there's teams that aren't ranked, like Colorado State, yeah. who I see it better than them right now, or should be ranked over them, at least. Yeah. Oh yeah, they only got they only got three votes. I didn't realize. Okay, so that was that was Collins Indiana report, and now moving on to wrap it up, we have our random shit room. Talking about all the random shit that happened over the last couple of days. Yeah, and today, wasn't too much. I feel like. Yeah, not that I saw. I was, I was looking. I was looking a little bit, but yeah, it seemed like a normal weekend. But I know you have one that you want to talk about, and I think I might have one too. Yeah. But, so this happened on Sunday. So, um, kind of pretty random. Um, but uh, Richmond's five-year senior guard Jacob Gilliard um set the NCAA men's basketball record with his 386 steal against Northern Iowa so um 
we're like not basically a month into the season ish and he is a fifth year senior but um pretty cool setting the record for steals yeah yeah for sure um yeah you see he came in i know he came into the season leading about i think it was 20 or so and you know of course he's a he's a great stealer so isn't too big of a too big of a number for him to get and it's great to see see him uh you know set that record so and i'm just i'm just trying to find the specifics of mine here before before i taught it because i believe i have one and uh, richmond they ended up beating iowa at northern iowa so that, that's a solid win for them i think they could have had a chance if they if uh if they won their tournament to have a chance at a large bid but they just blew a lot of leads this year um utah state drake they're giving some us decent a10 teams that would be interesting to see in the conf in the tournament but basically who it's just going to be whoever wins the conference so that could be st bonaventure st louis Richmond, Dayton, Davidson. I don't really know yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think the only team that has a chance at, at, a, at a large bid is Bond Adventure. Yeah. Maybe Dayton yeah. if they win almost everything. But yeah, they'd, they'd have to win, pretty much win, like undefeated in conference play. Yeah. So uh, what I'm going to talk about is from NJIT yesterday. It was NJIT versus Lafayette. And NJIT had a. Uh, believe guard Dylan O'Hearn who set their school record with 42 points yesterday and he helped them beat Lafayette in double overtime but not only did he just have 42 points this is also a game where NJIT was down six minutes left they were down 14 and he helped them come back with 42 points 36 of the 42 were in the second half so he went into halftime with only six points Scored thirty six in the, the second, second half. half yeah, second half. What was his um shooting? What was his uh shooting stats? Uh, let me let me bring up the box score real quick. Because not again, not only did he have thirty six in the second half, but he also all fifteen their overtime and double overtime points. He was the only guy that scored for them in the in the extra periods. So let me just yeah bring it up here. Dylan O'Hearn, forty two points. Uh, didn't even take a lot of shots. 12 of 24. 12 of 24, 5 of 11 for 3. Um, so have a bunch of free throws. Uh, 13 of 15 free yeah. throws. Yeah. So you went Still to pretty impressive. Yes. Senior yeah. guard, 6'4". And, yeah, set a new school record and had a big game. Helped his team win. So props to him. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of 357. You'll see you guys all back here Thursday, review our picks, make some more ones, have a couple more segments. And yeah, that should be it. Do you have anything else you want to add? Or nope. Just uh, make sure to come back to see if me, Dean, or the computer is right. Yeah. And if you don't want to come back and listen to the results, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, TFS underscore pod. We'll post them there. So that'll do it. 